Welcome to the Money and Motivation Podcast. You're joined by your host, Olivia. I'm passionate about all things finance and I'm here to help you sort your money out, navigate the world of investing and build long-term wealth. Join me here each week as we deepen our knowledge about all things money and stay motivated to ensure we live our very best lives. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Motivated Millennial Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about all of the things that I've stopped doing in my life, which have saved me lots of dollars over the last couple of years. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to say that some of these things are definitely because we've had um, a tough two years with COVID. Um, so they've, you know, altered my mindset a little bit, altered some of my habits, some of the things we just couldn't do. Um, so yeah, some of them you'll see because of that. And then some of them are things that I've just, I guess, lost interest in over the last couple of years. Um, and then perhaps some of them are me just moving into my mid to late twenties mixed with COVID and working from home, but also just, um, me developing as a person, doing a little bit of self-reflection and just thinking about things that I care about. What do I value my money on? So it's kind of a jumble of those three things altogether, but I think that there's some really good things that I've started saving money on and hopefully I can give you some tips or some things that you can have a think about reducing or eliminating from your own life um, that will save you some money. And if none of these things are for you, that's okay. Um, It might prompt some inspiration for other things in your life that you think you can consider, especially when you hear, I guess, my justifications and my reasoning and maybe tips of how I combat them or how I still do them a little bit, but how I've saved heaps of money uh, changing them. So I really hope that you do get something out of this um, and there's something to consider for within your own life. Okay, just before we actually get started, I wanted to let you know to stay tuned at the end of today's episode because I'm going to share a recommendation for a resource that I think will help you to either get started on your journey of financial literacy or continue on and help you um, with your journey of financial literacy. So this is a new segment that I'm putting in where I'm going to share something small to get you started or keep you going. Um, So for example, this could be a podcast episode, a news article, an influencer that I think is really great to follow or a influencer even. Um, a website or even a book sometimes. So it'll be something that I've enjoyed um, that will help you on your way and that I think is a fantastic resource to consume and enjoy. So stay tuned for that segment. Okay, so let's get into the main body of the episode now. So I'm going to talk you through, I think it's seven things that I rarely do in my life now or dramatically reduced or pretty much have eliminated that helped me on my money journey. So as I was saying at the start of the episode, um, I hope that these are some things that you think maybe you could, you know, consider reducing in your life to save some money or uh, might give you inspiration for different things in your life that you have as an expense that you could alter in some way to support your money journey. So yeah, I'm going to be going through uh, the seven tips that I've got. Um, that are all meshed into different reasons over the last few years for why I've started doing them. So the first thing that I do is, or the first thing I stopped doing, sorry, is that I don't really buy a lot of work clothes anymore. So if you don't know, I'm a teacher, which means 
Um, it's a bit of a weird dress code because you're sort of semi-corporate. Um, I work at a high school, so it's definitely like a tie and a suit for men. So for women, it should be the, I guess, um, yeah, the same level, except lots of women aren't wearing um, suits and ties. So it's sort of, you know, that blouse, semi-corporate, maybe a bit of a heel, definitely, you know, presentable, you meaning parents being in meetings. So, yeah, so there's definitely, I guess, not lots of pressure, but enough pressure that you have to look nice, you, um, you know, need to be presentable. So that often for a lot of people involves buying lots of clothes um, and definitely making an effort, which I still do, but I have dramatically reduced this in the last couple of years. And my reasoning for this one is a little bit of COVID because I had a couple of years of doing lots of different stints of working from home. So that meant that, you know, I'll be honest, I was in my trackies and then like just like a nice blouse or a jumper or something. Um, And then, but it's also a little bit of my age. So I've been working now for five years. I feel established in my career. Um, I guess the the pressure's off a little bit. Um, And then also just my money habits and things, thinking about what I value and how much value I get out of, um, you know, having a brand new outfit every day for work. So here's a few of the things that I do to save money with this area. So um, any clothes that I buy for myself that are for going out or for nice clothes, you know, if I've got an event on, um, if I can, I'll try and then mix them into my work wardrobe. So for example, I bought a really nice linen set, was like linen plants and then like a cropped linen top. Um, and then that was really easy for me to work into my work wardrobe, the linen pants and then a jumper. So if I can mix it in, I will do that to save money. And then I also get to buy something nice for myself for an event. Um, I wear things throughout seasons. So I will, I've got like winter staples, lots of really good jumpers and skirts and things. Um, and then I pack them away and then I pull them out the next season. So I don't, you know, buy things and then chuck them out or never wear them again. I've I'm trying to be really good at packing it away and then I get it back out and then it feels like you've got a little bit of a new wardrobe because oh, you picked it out of you know your garage and it feels like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while, like I'll pop that on. I try to buy things in neutral colours and do a little bit of a capsule wardrobe type for work. So lots of black tops, jumpers, some plaid skirts, pants that you can mix with anything that are neutral colours. That's probably just my style as well. It might not work as well if you, um, you know, love patterns and you love out there colours, which I don't really. So it works well for me. Um, I have, you know, I do black shoes that go with everything and like I alternate two pairs. So like a a low black heel and black boots. So depends on weather, but they're my just go-to, less decisions and also less money. Um, but then lastly, if I do buy, I make sure that I buy quality as much as possible. So with both of my shoes, just to give you an idea, like they both cost $2.50 to buy, um, but then cost per wear is so low because I'm wearing them most days. But because I spend a little bit more and they're pretty good quality, um, they have lasted me really well. So in terms of um, buying work clothes, I don't not buy anything. I've just significantly reduced the amount that I buy just by doing a few of those things. So that has been something that's been really great for me. It also takes the pressure off in terms of feeling like I need a new outfit in terms of decisions. And that all helps with your motivation, your money journey and um, being focused on what you're actually there to do, which is the job. So if you're someone that's like me in, in an industry where you're wearing different things to work every day, Um, I hope that some of those tips might help you out. Okay, so the second thing that I have pretty much now stopped spending money on 
um, depending on how you look at it, is getting coffee out. Now, I know this is one of those things where it's like, if you just stop getting your coffees every day, then you'd be able to afford a house. Like, not saying that at all, um, but this is something that I've managed to make sort of a, a low expense in my household. So I think that it's funny for this one because I actually think that COVID really increased this activity for me. So going out to get a coffee was actually increased in COVID because it was the only activity you could do. So going for a walk and getting a coffee was like the highlight of your Saturday, um, especially in Melbourne. So yeah, I think that did increase during COVID. However, now COVID is, fingers crossed, on the decline um, and is becoming less of a thing. Um, I've now stopped doing this as much. So during COVID, um, I got some coffee machines. So I actually got one coffee machine um, from a lovely person on a community page for free, which is definitely a money victory. Um, and then the second one, my partner had an old one and now we use that. Now we live together. So, um, it's just, it's really good having a coffee machine at home. And that's sort of how I'm not buying coffee out anymore. Um, we're obviously saving lots of money. We were going from probably having, you know, like two coffees every Saturday or Sunday when that was the only event you could do. Like we'd go out and walk and get a coffee and then we'd get another coffee like in the afternoon before lunch or something. So now it's a massive money victory. So I've never really been the person to get a coffee during the week because work has a coffee machine. Like it's pretty good for me. I was always trying to not buy coffee out at work anyway, but in terms of the weekend, having a coffee machine um, and it's also a coffee machine with beans, which makes it even cheaper. Um, yeah, we are saving a heap of money. So that's something that I think will now be, I guess, a habit sort of for life um, that I definitely am saving quite a bit of money with. That's not to say that I think that if you absolutely love going for a coffee out and on your Saturday, you go with your best friend for a walk and you get a coffee from the same cafe, there's no way you should change that. Um, I'm a big believer in experiences and things like that, that you get lots of joy from should absolutely stay within your life and within your budget. But if it's something you were just like, hey, I'm not that bothered about coffee and, you know, it would be nice to have a coffee machine in um, or maybe, you know, you'd be one of those people that's happy to drink instant or a packet. I used to do that as well. Um, yeah, maybe consider that could be something you might reduce in your life to save a little bit of money. Okay, so number three is that I now rarely buy things I want straight away. Um, and by that, I mean if I think that I want something. So, for example, at the moment, I really need a new pair of boots for work because they're just getting a little bit old and I wear them all the time. Um, so I'm really trying to have a think about, um, you know, getting a new pair before we go back for the next work year. Um, and... I guess that I'm sort of having a bit of a look around for a good deal, um, thinking about, you know, what site could I get them from to get them a little bit cheaper? You know, do I have a discount code? So anything along those lines is something that I massively do. Um, and that's just an example of what I'm doing with the boots that I want. Um, but in addition to that, and this is this is not relevant to my boots, so I shouldn't have used that example, but um, other things what I would do is I would – um, sometimes have a look around to see if I could buy secondhand or um, I have a fantastic community page where people give things away for free. So if it was something I needed that I thought, oh, maybe someone's got this like hanging around in their garage or their house, I would um, see if I can get it on the community page or ask on the community page. 
Um, I know that sounds so strange and weird. Um, and if you've never experienced this or you've never heard of it before, it sounds like the strangest concept. Um, but I might actually do an episode about this community page and like pages like that on Facebook, but it's basically just a bit like a buy, swap, sell marketplace, except it's literally just free. Um, so I would wait to see if I nearly really want it or really need it sometimes as well. Like I put a bit of space in between the purchase and me. So I would never really anymore just say like, oh, I really want this pair of shoes because, you know, they're nice and I could put them into my going out um, rotation. I would sort of be like, oh, do I have any shoes that are similar? Do I really need them at this point? Um, and then if I did, I would absolutely get them. But I will just put a little bit of space in between to have a think about it. As I said before, with my boots, um, I'd try and, you know, get a good deal, look around, see if I've got any vouchers or if I've got any discount codes or I can use honey or cashback or something like that. Um, and then the last thing I would do with this one is if I need to, I'll save up over multiple pays so I don't have to sacrifice any budgets or investing plans I have. So what I mean by that is, I'll give an example for this one, actually. Um, I really wanted a dining room table um, for my house and it was about $1,200. So like not super cheap, but not super, super expensive. Oh, that was in the middle. And I knew that I wanted a specific one and I wanted to buy a good one and one that I really enjoyed that I could keep for a long time. Um, and instead of just buying 12, the $1,200 table, which would have been a significant amount of my personal pay, um, I actually waited over quite a few pays. I think I waited a couple of months and saved a little bit from each pay and then I bought it like that. So that's just a good way to do it as well. But I think you get a lot of benefits from not buying things you need straight away. Um, and not only do you get sort of the financial benefit if you're like, oh, actually, I don't even need that anymore. So then you don't buy it or, oh, look, you know, great. It's 25% off on this site because I looked for it. Um, I think you also get a bit of a mindset benefit in the sense that you then realize if you don't get something, you know, that weekend or the, the second you see it, you don't, nothing bad happens. You don't um, really suffer without it. You don't, you know, you don't really miss out, you know, no one notices. It's just, it's just more a mindset thing. So I really would encourage you to um, think about doing that. Or, you know, if you think you would struggle, maybe say to yourself, okay, I'm going to just put 24 hours between a purchase. If I see something I really love at a shop, leave it 24 hours. And if you still want it, then go back for it. Or maybe you um, think you could put a week in between it. Um, and then if you still want it, go back for it. So yeah, something I used to do was I used to have an event on Saturday night and then go shopping that day and be like, I really need something to wear to this event. Like I have to find something now. I need it. And I would stress myself out going shopping all day. Then I would just be like, oh, I can't find anything. So I'm just going to buy this. It was, you know, way over what I wanted to spend, way over budget. I just didn't even consider it. And then, you know, maybe someone said like, that was a nice dress, but nobody said like, oh, you must have spent five hours at the shopping center, spent $200 and really stress yourself out to not even have fun anyway and be way over budget. No one, no one knew or noticed that the only person that felt that was me. So now what I do, if I don't have something to wear for the event. I know I do. I just go back to my wardrobe and I'm like, okay, what could I put together? Or, you know, what's something I've got that, you know, maybe this group of particular friends hasn't seen. So yeah, just, um, just some ideas there. So number five, um, number five and number six are similar, but I'm going to talk about them separately. So Number five is that I never, well, I rarely now 
um, wear makeup anywhere except going out. So this one here is probably like a little bit about COVID perhaps, but probably not so much to do with COVID and more so just about my age, um, my priorities and, you know, sort of the time that I have in my life now. Um, and, and perhaps a little bit about the industry that, that I personally work in um, because there's not a huge, huge amount of pressure for me to be in makeup every single day. Um, it would be quite common for um, women not to be in makeup every day, but I understand if you are in an industry where this is, you know, a non, not a non-negotiable, of course, it's never a non-negotiable, but if, you know, there is that pressure amongst um the industry you work in or perhaps that you actually just would prefer to do that and this is something that you don't you're not interested in but if you are um yeah I have made the decision to sort of stop wearing um makeup anywhere except going out for like an event or something um so I'm talking mainly about my work if I've got a casual friend catch up if I'm just going to the shops um you know anything like that I really won't bother even if I'm just like out for brunch in my active wear out for lunch like there's a lot of times I'm definitely in makeup way less time than I am in makeup. So um, how has that helped me on my money journey? Well, I'm just not really buying a lot of makeup anymore. So I've always been never very good at makeup. Um, I don't know where why I didn't pick it up with everyone else when I was growing up, but I was never amazing at it. I think my mum didn't wear like heaps of makeup, which has probably like set a good example for me in terms of um, I guess not having to, to buy it and not having to waste my time on it um, because I just don't, I'm not interested in it personally. But I think if this is something that you love and you value, again, it shouldn't be given up or um, taken out of your budget if you do get joy from it. But going out in events, I'll still wear it, but it's more of like a um, foundation mascara, a little bit of bronzer kind of girl rather than a full on face. Um, and yeah, I think that saved me heaps of money. I'm not really buying a lot of beauty products. I'm keeping it pretty simple with skincare as well. Um, and this, that totally suits me. Something that I have done because naturally my skin is very pale is that I've just, I use a face tanner from, is it Ecotan? Yep. Ecotan or Bondi Sands have one and it's just like a natural face tanner water and they are fantastic. So if you're like me and you're a little bit pale, but you don't want to wear makeup to work, but you want to look a bit sort of, um, safely bronzed without using the sun, then I would recommend that definitely not sponsored but um yeah that is a great product that I've recently found that sort of helped with this as well because it's like $30 and it lasts for ages so that's something that I have stopped doing and reduced now and then in addition I'm going to talk about um number six and that's basically just getting like beauty things and products done that I don't value anymore so um, again, I think this one is down to COVID and then probably also aging and the fact that DIY home things and products are getting so much better. There's just so many options to, you know, tan yourself at home, do your nails at home, do your hair at home. Like the products are getting amazing. So just for example, I probably used to spend like $40, $50 getting fake tans if a friend had a wedding or something like that. Now I'm literally using Bondi Sands, $20 a bottle amazing um you know it's a great product and like once you've practiced enough times like you're, you're just as good as getting a spray tan so just things like that um I don't do anymore I used to get makeup done for events and things I haven't done this for a while so maybe that's a COVID thing but I don't think I would unless it was something really special like if it was something for me um I think for friends weddings things I've got coming up like I probably will just do my own makeup 
or get a friend that's good at it to do it for me because I'm really bad. Um, yeah, and then something else I probably used to do, and I'm just floating through a few examples that I'm thinking of just because I think it could spur on someone else to think about something that they maybe don't value as much as they used to. Um, I used to dye my hair blonde and, and this was actually a financial decision I made a long time ago when I was saving to buy a house. This was sort of actually, you know, a few years ago before I was really interested in personal finance. Um, it was about $300 every few months, um, I'll say. And even then it wasn't perfect. So I stopped doing it. I just was not at the level to be maintaining, uh, you know, a dark brunette head into a blonde head. It just was too expensive. Um, so I let that go, which has been amazing for me. Um, and then I'm also a little more strategic with um, beauty things that I do get done. So for example, when I get my hair cut, um, you know, I'll make sure it's like trying to get it on a Saturday morning, like before an event so I can have my hair done all nice before so I can enjoy it. Um, something else that I know lots of people are doing now is getting laser and that's expensive, but in the long run, I'm like, this really should, um, benefit me. So obviously, um, if you're perhaps a male listening to this, you might not be interested in some of those things, or maybe you are. Um, but they're just a few things I've stopped doing. So wearing makeup is a particular one, but also just other beauty things that just cost a lot of money have sort of, I guess, been let go from my life a little bit. So they've all definitely saved me a significant amount of money. Okay. And we're up to number seven. So for this one, I just want to preface it by saying um, this is just, I think, something that, that's happened that saved me money that I thought was good to note um, and it's something that's maybe just changed a little for me. It's definitely not something I want to give up and it's definitely not something that I would be telling you to give up because I think that experiences are so important. So with this one, um, things that I haven't really been doing very much in my life over the last couple of years is going away. Um, and by this, I just mean everything encompassed from like weekends away, interstate trips in Australia, um, and then also international trips. So this is pretty much 100% because of COVID. Um, and I also did did stop doing this a little bit in the lead up to saving my house. So I'd stopped, you know, doing as many trips or planning for as many trips because I had that huge financial goal of saving the deposit. So yeah, that's definitely something that you could consider if you had a big financial goal, but it's definitely not something I would, you know, think about quitting for the long term unless there's a pandemic, which there just obviously has been. So um, it's definitely saved me a lot of money um, not having those weekends away, not going anywhere. And, it, and it's been tough, but I guess I sort of did try and look at it in the sense of that it was, you know, pushing me forward financially, which was fantastic. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I was saying before, I will absolutely say um, yes to doing things with friends like a weekend away or a holiday trip. I strongly believe in saying yes to these experiences. There are some things and periods in your life that you can't get back. Um, so, for example, I have um, a holiday to Byron booked in January, which is so exciting, and then a hen's weekend away as well. Of course, like I've said yes to both of them, but in the scheme of COVID and, and other times that I've sort of knuckled down and said, look, this is my big financial goal. So unless I really, really, really want to go, I might I might not seek out my own trip away, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, even over the last couple of years in terms of when we had 
COVID sort of free periods and we could go away a little bit. It was very much that we did local and state holidays um, and also camping. So um, in response to, I guess, the experience of having more local time, um, my partner and I have discussed it in 2022, we're pretty much going to try our best to do all our like little weekends away or our holiday trips as camping. Um, and the reason that we're going to do this is because we're actually really interested in doing more and making more of an effort to explore Victoria um, and other states in the way of camping. Um, so I think what we are going to do is rather than saying, oh, well, I'm a teacher, so I have time off. Um, so rather than saying, oh, well, when I have a holiday, I'm going to try and spend, you know, five days in Queensland where we'd probably spend $1,000 plus, probably $1,500 plus, um, we're going to try and preference camping and say, let's go here. We've not checked this out before. Let's drive perhaps into South Australia or even New South Wales and camp or do a little cabin or something. So, yeah, we just want to get into that more as a hobby because we like it. Um, but it's also going to be something that will be great for, I guess, you know, financial goals and, and putting things in place that. So just for example, if you aren't a camper, you're not, a, you know, a person that would go for a cabin away somewhere, um, we're going camping on New Year's Eve this year, which, you know, is a super, super busy um, time to be doing that kind of thing. Um, but we booked and it's $60 for the two nights just for, you know, a campsite, which is just significantly cheaper. Previously, I've been to the Gold Coast over New Year's and it's, you know, been a lot more money than $60. So I hope that this last reason was helpful and clear um, around that you can definitely save money here, but I wouldn't recommend um, putting any experiences or things that you really, really want to do aside for financial goals, because I think that um, there are periods in life you can't get back. And often they are, you know, in your 20s or your 30s, you know, with your friends going on trips. Um, because when you get a bit older, you people's lives change, people get busy, people have families, um, people have work. So if you can do something that's special to you in a particular time, I would absolutely recommend making sure that you do do that. But hopefully there's also some ideas here in how maybe you could ensure that you're spending your money on things and trips and going places that you really value. So that is almost a wrap on our episode today. I'm just going to recap the seven things that I'm really doing now, which are assisting my money journey. So firstly, I have reduced the amount of work clothes I buy. Secondly, I have stopped getting coffee out almost all the time now. Thirdly, I have stopped buying things that I want straight away and put some time between myself and the purchase. Uh, number four, I have stopped buying things without a code or some kind of discount where possible. Number five, I have stopped wearing makeup anywhere except that's sort of an event or going out. Number six, I have stopped getting most beauty things done. And lastly, number seven that I just talked about, I've reduced and also changed a little bit of my going away or holidaying routine. If you stuck around, thank you so much. In our next little segment, I'm going to be giving you a recommendation. So stick around for that. And I'm looking forward to being in your ears for our next episode. So if you've made it to the end and you've been hanging around for my recommendation, my recommendation for this week is the We Talk Sense podcast. That's Sense spelled C-E-N-T-S. So I subscribe to We Talk Sense on Spotify. It's hosted by Blaze and Dan. 
um, and I find that it is extremely accessible from beginners to perhaps more experienced people um, who are on their financial literacy journey. Um, Blaze asks some fantastic questions that Dan dives into a little bit more deeply sometimes. Um, She discusses really relatable scenarios. So um, wherever you're at on your money investing journey, it's a fantastic podcast and I would absolutely recommend that you check them out. I think they've got about 50 episodes. I think it's hosted by um, We Money, so an extremely good podcast to check out. If you do enjoyed the podcast, please let me know um, at Instagram. So the motivated millennial underscore. And then if you want more on TikTok, it's at motivated underscore millennial. I would absolutely love to hear from you, whether you've got a money victory to tell me about that you would love to hear come up on the podcast or whether you enjoyed my recommendation from this week or had any questions or comments on the actual episode itself. Um, I'm really looking forward to being in your ears next week. Have a great weekend. This is just a quick note to say that nothing on this podcast is financial advice and nothing said on this podcast should be used as the basis for any financial decisions. I'm not a financial advisor and the purpose of this podcast is to provide education. Mm -hmm.